Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, our team's excited to go to Alabama. They they are playing extremely well defensively, uh, swarming to the football. Really physical group up front. Defensive ends are outstanding. Offensively, I think Milrow is leading the team exceptionally and well. They've got a couple of running backs that are really, really good. It's a huge challenge for us. And our kids are excited to go to Alabama and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it's been a fun-filled show talking about everything going on in the sports world. A lot of football talk, obviously, with college football, NFL, even that Major League Baseball going on. But we also know basketball will be here before we know it, especially college basketball, Razorback. Basketball will be at SEC Media Days next week, so looking forward to covering that down there in Birmingham, and then we'll have uh, some exhibition games, we'll get right into the thick of it, so it'll be here before we know it, and there's a lot of stuff that's actually going on in the basketball world, and I'm sure we'll talk about some other things too, because we got to go ahead and welcome in Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports, friend of the show, always comes on, and always great to talk a little basketball with us, no matter what time of year it is, and Bobby, as always, man, appreciate you joining us, how you doing this afternoon? Good, man, how are you? Well, we're doing great. We're excited about all the football going on, but basketball season being upon us is pretty exciting as well. So just uh, asking you during the time, which I know you love sports in general, but you are the basketball guy. When basketball is not in full season, what what do you do? Is it something you just pay attention to all the off-season stuff going on with basketball, or do you turn your attention to some other sports? I mean, it's a little bit of everything, right? Like, yeah, basketball is my first love. So I try to unplug from basketball, but the way – Take are these days, it's almost impossible. But like, I'm a diehard Orioles fan. My sons are named after them. So, baseball for the sixth time in my 36 years of life got me until October. Um, and then, playoff baseball is just the worst. And obviously, like, I'm a diehard Giants fan. So, I quit on, on the NFL already because what's the point when Daniel Jones is your quarterback? This is just what we get for taking a guy from Duke. Like, the lesson is always is avoid people from Duke. <laughs> So going more into that than NBA team, do you have one or you just follow? I'm a Knicks fan. I'm New York everything. Okay. All right. There it is. My my old man told me, when we moved from Jersey when I was young, my old man told me, don't be a Mets fan like him. I had no choices with the Giants and Knicks. Those were, I mean, my grandfather buried in the Giants casket. That was kind of a, uh, you're not allowed to be anything besides a Giants fan in my family. But I grew up to see the Orioles and it was the 90s so it's like I wanted sideburns like Brady Anderson yeah it's, it's kind of funny because you don't hear uh, a lot of Orioles fans around here in the state of Arkansas but they had a nice little run there I mean you mentioned it being the sixth time in uh, your lifespan but the future six looks bright yeah yeah six it looks it looks bright for your future I don't want to hear about the future like watching <laughs> the thunder like it's this I, I almost wrote a blog about it and I just couldn't come up with it talking about the future in sports I know, like, there is a bright future, right? And it's something that fans can kind of point to. There ain't no guarantees in sports. I mean, the Thunder were supposed to be the dynasty. They made the finals once. And then you lose Durant, Harden, and Westbrook, and Ibaka. So it's like, things like that are always just burned into my head, where it's like, no, no, no. We hear, how many times have we heard, like, this team's primed for the future? They're the next team up. That never happens. 
Well, let's look at the Eastern Conference in the NBA where the Knicks are. The Celtics are the team that's expected to win that division. Uh, Sixers have been good in, in years past, but Celtics, uh, they're expected to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So what do you think of that division, Eastern Conference as a whole, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, who just acquired Dame Lillard, and they have high expectations? Yeah, I think the East is kind of weird, right? Because everyone you know, everyone agrees that the Bucks and Celtics going into the year is the top two. I, mean, I, I don't think anyone's like arguing that fact. But then, like, that next group of teams, I mean, the Heat just made a run as an eighth seed. You know, and I know they lose Strauss and Vince, but, like, so Jimmy Butler and Bam, and, you know, that's not a, that's not a bad trio to build around. Um, it, it's like, you know, the Heat, the Knicks, the Cavs, there's, like, this just group of teams where it's like someone's, would, someone's going to, it's not going to be the Bucks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. It never turns out that way, where you sit there and go, these are the two best teams, everyone agrees these are the two best teams, they're going to play for the right to, to, to play in the, in, the, in the finals. One of those teams are going to beat someone, and I think it's more on the Celtics, just because, I mean, their only bigs are Kristaps and Al Horford. Do you trust those two to, one, be healthy, or somehow get younger when when, you know, May rolls around? Because I, I really don't. And maybe it's just me hating Christoph Porzingis as a Knicks fan. I refuse to believe he can be pivotal when the moment's bright. Like, that dude shrinks in the moment. Well, I also want to talk to you about uh, some of the stuff with college basketball. I know you had some thoughts on it. And I was yeah. laughing so hard yesterday when the news broke which was so under the radar about Kansas. And after all that uh, FBI and the investigation from the NCAA and all these level one violations, and now it just mounted, and it was just crazy, and it was just insane how much it was going on, and then nothing. Once again, nothing. No crazy punishments, no awful things. And we're talking about the same deal with the NCAA, you know, basically gave a postseason ban to Oklahoma State for a year right. because of that deal. Like, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's still ridiculous that out of all that nonsense and pomp and circumstance, nothing happened. I mean, what a waste of time, right? There's the FBI's up there saying, we have your playbook. And it's like, okay, like, do you have the playbook for the last hundred years of college basketball? Because guess what? Something along these lines has been going on. And then, not like, I forget who said it, but at least today, the entire world can stop pretending to care about college kids getting paid now that the penalties are handed out and it's hilarious that they're making take down a final four banner as if we didn't see the game happen like oh yeah like it's the dumbest thing that college sports does is take down a banner and vacate wins it's like no those, those games happened and like no offense but like, Reggie Bush is a good example everyone's always like well you know right you know Reggie Bush got paid it's like okay but he still had to go out and perform and it's like USC was also loaded they could probably would have won a title without Reggie Bush because you had Lendale White there. But it's like, it, what happens off the court has no impact on the court, right? Like, how many times do we hear people sit there and be like, well, you know, this team bought recruits, and it's like, okay, how many times did they win the title? It's it really just UCLA when when John Wooden was the dirtiest coach in America. And it's just like, I, I don't care, and it, I, I'm glad, like, part of me is glad that these schools outside of Oklahoma State didn't get hit with ridiculous penalties because it's just so dumb when you think about what... And that, here's the other thing. like The whole thing was coaches getting arrested, which is the dumbest thing in this all, for pushing players to sign with people after they leave college. It wasn't a pay-for-play. Like Sylvia D'Souza was ineligible because of that, but he also got $200 in a park. If you think Sylvia D'Souza is the only person in the world who got two hundred dollars to play college basketball, you're you're seen off. Like you're you 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 should not be allowed to walk this earth if you think that's true. Bobby, you talk about it being a waste of time. What why why did it take so long for them to come to this <laughs> conclusion where oh, they don't so, do much there? Could be uh, the NCAA. I mean, that's a, how much time you got for that one because you go with the NCAA. <laughs> Then you have the IARP, you have all the appeals, which Kansas played it right. You appeal everything, and and they get hit with a banner coming down. You appeal everything. You you never – and actually, North Carolina played the most right when they had their fake 
classes going on and just kept appealing and then nothing ever happened about it. All, that's all you got to do, just appeal everything because the NCAA gets lost in everything. And then you had the IRAP, which was supposed to be this independent organization. And, you know, it, it's just it's just a mess and there's no rhyme or reason. And I'm glad Oklahoma State came out kind of in support of Kansas, but also putting the middle finger up to the NCAA. Like, hey, remember how you gave us the one-year ban? Uh, yeah, how about everyone else here? Because this is ridiculous. Yeah, because I was thinking about them. Wasn't it also SMU and Larry Brown was there that they got a year suspension or a postseason ban? Yeah, yeah, they got hit with something. The whole it, the postseason ban, and like Arizona gave themselves the ban when they stunk one year. <laughs> the whole thing's just it's crazy. It's like we now live in a world where Utah can give their entire team brand new trucks, and I know the police and a few, whatever, but they got brand new trucks, and that's Utah, right? So it's like, and we joke about it, we laugh about it, because it's, it's just like, who cares? Who cares if these kids are able to get money? Like, I don't want to hear, oh, there's, there's going to be a gap from the elite to the non-elite. There's always been a gap. Like, what do you want here? And if anything, it's, it's balancing it out. Like, look at last year's tournament. It may have every single year. You can't. You can sit there and try to stack your roster with top recruits, top transfers. You're still talking about a season that ends in a one game event where you win in advance or you lose and you go home. And all it takes is one bad shooting day. How many times does the best team win the NCAA tournament? It ain't that often. Yeah, because we've talked about the college football landscape and, and just how much of an impact it has with, with NIL, and it's impacted everybody, but just from what you've seen in college basketball with NIL and it being there, ha- has it impacted it the way you thought it would, or has it changed it as much as you thought it would, or is it kind of just the same, where the still the big schools are getting the big-time players and it still seems to be the same group that's having the most success? Yeah, John, I'm going to give you a little secret here. Uh, the best recruits are still going to Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina. Like, that hasn't changed anything. So, it's been the exact same outside of, you know, the bigger thing has been transfer portal, which, yes, you can, you can kind of recall in there, and then conference realignment. Like the fact that a, a school like FAU can make a run, and now they're in the American, which is a little step up from where they were. The whole NIL thing, it's like, it's better. It's better for the sport. Think about how many guys have stayed in school as like a fringe second-round pick where they would go a lot of the time beforehand and be like, all right, I'm just going to go overseas and make my money because I can make six figures and hope that one year in Europe translates into a, a, an NBA deal or, or the G League will translate into an NBA deal where they sit there and go, wait a minute, I can make the same amount of money get to be a god on campus, get to play college basketball, which still matters. Oh, and maybe I can, like, bump my stock up to be a early second-round pick or a late first-round pick and get that guaranteed money or whatever. Or I just get to play college basketball and get paid. Like, it's, I, there's no downside in NIL and, and kids being able to capitalize off of this. It's it's better for the sport. Everyone complains about one and done. You, you, we're there are more people staying in college basketball. I mean, Armando Baycott still in college basketball, but that has happened beforehand. I, I, I tend to think it's probably more likely he's gone by now. You have your top five rankings for college basketball ready to go? I'll be honest, man. I have no idea what to expect this year. I do think Kansas is one. I think you can make a case for Marquette at two. I, I don't think that's crazy by, by any means. I don't know. After that, it's like, do you put Purdue there? Like, do you trust Purdue after what you saw? Do you keep? I don't know. Like, it's it's so up in the air, and 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 I think it's great. Like, you know, do you put Duke there? Do you think they're going to be healthy all year? I know they're stacked with talent. Do you put Miami there? So it's like, it it, it to me, it's like uh, Kansas is for sure number one, and then it's just like the so would dog to the next eighteen teams, which. Should be a good season if, if I'm sitting here and usually it's like, okay, the top five is going to be uh, Kansas, you got Duke, you got Kentucky, you got probably Villanova, and I don't know, Arizona. Where it's like, I, I, I really don't know what to expect this year. Give a little more insight on Marquette then, because they are projected to be a top five team, but what is it about Marquette that makes them so good? So they return everybody, right? Like, and they, they, I think they return like ninety six percent of their production. 
Uh, Big East Player of the Year, Tyler Kolek uh, is back. They were a two. Like, they were really good. They won the Big East regular season and the Big East tournament. They were a two seed, and I know everyone kind of wants to overlook them because they didn't make a run the previous year, and, and people rely on the tournament for oh, well, you do that. I think people are hesitant with Shaka team that they'll just never win in March because he, he didn't go to Texas and obviously isn't done yet at Marquette, where they're easy to forget, right? Like, I mean, half, half the people probably don't even know Marquette's in Wisconsin. You probably, <laughs> like, are like, oh, like, I don't know, they're in the Big East somewhere, they're probably in the Northeast. Like, oh, like, they share a state with Wisconsin. But it's like, I don't know, it, it's, they're easy to forget about. And, you know, the Big East, you, know, you have UConn, you have Nova, you have these national title teams that you, you kind of overlook the Marquettes of the world. They're just really good. They're just really good. That's the only way I can tell. They're, they're kind of like the quintessential college team where, like, yeah, they might have a couple guys go pro. They have this core that's now going to be together for a couple years. And they, they were good. Like, I try not to put as much stock into what happened in the tournament as, I guess, like the AP poll or, or people like that, but I, I think if they made a run to the Elite Eight, everyone would just no-brainer put a top, top three. You mentioned Texas also, uh, and Max Acemas. You know, who yeah. knew that he was still in school, Seriously. but he actually is playing for Texas now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome that, you know, I know, like, I, I do love the mid-majors, but I think it's awesome that a guy like Max Acemas can go to a school like Texas and be on national TV all the time. And, and everyone knows his name, right? We, we remember him from the Oral Roberts run. We remember him for being this elite scorer. Well, now you get to do it in the best conference in America. And get to do it on a team that's going to be, again, probably the top five team in the country. And it's, I, I, I love that he's at Texas, at least for, you know, for, even if it's for one year, we, we get to see him on the big stage. And, and that's why I think the transfer portal is awesome. So who would you say of all these teams that uh, you mentioned, and you, you talk about how tough it is to go with the top five or whatever, but which of the teams have the most pressure to perform and have a big year? Because I even make the argument maybe it's your Kentucky Wildcats, but who, who else is maybe in the mix as far as having so much pressure on them to perform? I think, obviously, Kentucky's for sure an answer. I think, you know, I think Duke and Carolina are two popular answers for that because of, you know, Shire was fine, but, you know, they were kind of, they were kind of just a... a decent team next year, they or last year they really weren't Duke. Carolina, you know, you make the run to the finals as an eight seed, then you were awful a year ago and you, you bring back Baycott still. It's like, you know, Hubert Davis needs to have he just needs to have a good regular season. Right? If they're if they're a top three seed and make a sweet sixteen, it's like okay, we can kind of we, we see it a little bit more now. Um, I don't know if there's really pressure. I part of me wants to say like a Florida Atlantic, but can you really have pressure there? <laughs> who's who's um, going to challenge Kentucky in the SEC then? you got a number of teams with Arkansas, Tennessee, Texas A&M. How do you see that shaking out? Obviously Arkansas. I mean, at, at this point, you just kind of have to blindly say Arkansas, Alabama um, are, are two teams that are going to be there. Tennessee is another one of those teams. Um, and they're, you know, I think projected top ten in most sites. But Again, they bring back a bunch of guys. They bring in uh, the kid from Northern Colorado, Dalton uh, Connect, I think is how you pronounce his last name, Next, how we do it. Um, it. Again, a team that's always good in the regular season. I mean, that's Tennessee to, to a T. So, you know, I think it's the, the normal names. I don't, A&M's another team. A&M kind of maybe a little bit slept on. They were, they, were, they were good last year. Obviously, they lost Penn State, but again, I think Wade Taylor is really, really good. He's back there, and I think they bring back all five starters. Yeah, and it's really fascinating to me that Arkansas, you know, they're they're playing Purdue in an exhibition game in Bud Walton, which I know it's probably pretty common, maybe more so for other teams, but to my knowledge, this is the biggest exhibition game I think Arkansas has ever had in Bud Walton Arena, which is kind of cool because it seems like, you know, it doesn't count towards anything, but maybe gives you a good measuring stick of where your team is actually at. Yeah, I wish... I wish college teams were able to do this more, right? Like, there's been some examples where, whether it's the you know, like a charity relief game where we, you know, you get like Illinois versus Missouri or something like that. Why? Why not? Why? Why? You know, every other sport has preseason games instead of these exhibitions against NAIA or Division three, Division two schools. Why can't we see a 
you know, a, a, a like you said, an Arkansas Purdue, or you know, get these big matchups that aren't scheduled for the regular season, and do it, you know, do it, do it twice or do it even once. Let one team play another power team and sit there and go, you know, okay, we're going to play this like a real game. Let's see where we're at and go. Okay, these are strengths. These are weaknesses going into the season. Well, Bobby, before I let you get out of here, I know, again, we talk basketball, but you're a Kentucky guy. What did you make of Mark Stoops' comments after uh, the Georgia game, saying, hey, they, they bought all their players, and we need some help, man. You want to donate? You want to complain? Then give us some money, and we can make this work. To me, it was he was right. He was right in saying that. Like, fans do have the opportunity to help out their program. It was just the wrong time to say it right after the Georgia game where – yeah, yeah, we got a buzz kick, but they didn't look ready, right? Like, really, there's so much passes. They weren't – Georgia comes down, scores right away. They weren't really ready for that game. So, it is a bad look to say it right after that game. He's right. Like, no one's saying that, that you know, the Kentuckys of the world are going to compete with Georgia and Alabama, but Kentucky's football is at an all-time high in, in terms of recruiting and everything like that. And across, this is not even Kentucky. Ever, every fan base across the nation – as a collective or somewhere that fans can, whether it's a dollar to thousands of dollars, you can donate, and that money helps recruit it. So he is right, but it's just the, it, it was just bad time. Yeah, I think that's what most people gathered from it, but I'm with you. I agree with them, and it's uh, something I think every school, hey, you can always do better in your NIL, uh, and you can never have too much money when it comes to NIL and helping out the cause. No, but, you can't. You really can't. Yeah, so it, it works out for them. But, hey, Bobby, as always, man, we appreciate it. Looking forward to basketball season. I know you are as well, and we'll definitely be catching up with you as the season goes on. All right, guys, have a good one. I right, appreciate it. Again, that was Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports joining us here on Out of Bounds. Talking a little basketball and everything with him, but we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service and a lot more. So stay with us on Out of Bounds. Arkansas State fans, listen up. The Red Wolves' home in Central Arkansas is 106.7 Buzz 2. Listen every week for Sunbelt Conference action with the Red Wolves, only on 106.7 Buzz 2. Sports Center. 100-win teams in the Major League Baseball playoffs have not fared too well as the Diamondbacks finished off the Dodgers, beating them 4-2 last night. Arizona became the first team to ever hit four home runs in one inning in postseason history as four Diamondbacks went deep off of Lance Lynn in the third. The last time Arizona went to the NLCS was 2007. The Dodgers and the Orioles are both 100-win teams and both were swept. The Atlanta Braves are the only other 100-win team in the majors and they find themselves in danger of elimination as they fell to the Phillies 10-2 last night. They trailed 2-1 in the series. Philadelphia can punch their ticket to the NLCS with a win tonight. First pitch is set for 7:07 on TBS. And the ALCS is set. It'll be a battle for Texas between the Astros and the Rangers. Game 1 will be on Sunday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Razorback legend Darren McFadden joins Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz each week this football season to give his insights on what's happening in the world of football. DMAC is brought to you by Oaklawn Sports and Rideout Lumber. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agents Monica Reiners or Brian Kress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. 
Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Don't miss the first Security Fifth Quarter post-game show with Randy Rainwater, Marcus Elliott, and Trey Shap after each Razorback football game. Only on 1037 The Buzz. Brought to you in part by Ortho, Arkansas, and Rainwater Holton Sexton. Eagle here from Thursday Night Football on Westwood One. Week 6 of the NFL season kicks off with primetime AFC West action from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The Chiefs have won four straight and hope to make it five against a struggling Denver Broncos team with Russell Wilson under center. Join me and Devin McCourty for the call on Thursday Night Football. Right here on 1037 The Buzz. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be president of state where lawful to wager. Must be 21 plus and president in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 877 in New York. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Out of bounds. We've been talking a lot about everything happening in the sports world. Just got done talking some basketball with Bobby Regan in the previous segment. And I got to tell you, with the Bet Saracen app, if you're already in the mood for basketball, they already have you covered, especially when it comes to college basketball. If you go on Bet Saracen's app right now, you can have future bets put down on so many different things. Like, for instance, the Southeastern Conference winner of the regular season. And maybe you think the Razorbacks are going to take care of business. Well, you can bet on that at plus 400, which is actually the third best odds behind Kentucky at plus 300 and Tennessee at plus 325. Maybe you want to take it a step further. Maybe you want to think that Arkansas makes the final four, right? Maybe they take it to that next level and making the final four. Well, you can bet on that at plus 650 for Arkansas to make the Final Four. No, let's not even do that. Let's just worry about winning it all. Winning the national championship for the Arkansas Razorbacks plus 2,000 at Bet Saracen right now. You can bet on also with college basketball who's going to win the John R. Wooden Award. And you can bet on other conferences too. You can do the baseball games tonight and all weekend. 
for Major League Baseball. You still got football, of course, tonight. We know there's an NFL game going down between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs are favored by 10.5 points. You can bet on that. You can do parlays. You can do it all. And don't forget, of course, with the Double R Prop Specials, only through Bet Saracen for Arkansas and Alabama football. So no matter what it is, when it comes to all things sports betting here in the state of Arkansas, there's only one app that you need to take care of and download right now. It's Bet Saracen. Make some money. Enjoy these games. You can download them on the Apple Store. You can also download them on your Android phone. You can visit their website at BetSaracen.com and bet that way. No matter what it is, sports betting, one place, Bet Saracen. Download the app today. Again, it's a Trash Talk Thursday. Here on Out of Bounds, and been having some fun. Where we'll have three and out uh, here in a bit, and also we'll get to your Razor Hog update uh, presented by True Service here in just a little bit too. Because uh, there's a few of the, the quote, or a few quotes that we want to play from not only Sam Pittman in the SEC teleconference, but also uh, talk about the uh, things that Nick Saban had to say too. But since it's a trash talk Thursday, I thought it was pretty funny that I saw. Um, saw a bold strategy here by anyone who likes to talk uh, some trash, but I guess this one comes from DK Metcalf, who wanted to uh, talk some trash towards Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't really you know, understand uh, well, what, what's going on with there, but uh, he says, I think Spoon, talking about Devin Witherspoon, will get the best of him, is what he said about Jamar Chase. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I love the trash talk when you get up into it, but I don't know. You're poking a bear, I feel like, with Jamar Chase and how good he had last week, but also how good he continues to be. Yeah, he's starting to hit the stride, and Joe Burrow is somebody that is uh, getting back in the form, and that's that's what it was, that Joe Burrow wasn't able to be the quarterback that he's been and maybe push off that leg the same way or even when the receivers are covered, take off. He wasn't a, a threat to run because of dealing with having that calf issue, but now they've seen a kind of gotten some things worked out, and as Jamar Chase said, he's always open, so... He is uh, somebody that's looking to make a statement. Well, if you're wondering if Jamar Chase has heard these comments or has had a response or anything, uh, we may not know if he responds in a certain way, but he did hear about him because he already retweeted him on social media. That exact video and that exact clip of uh, DK Metcalf saying that. So if you have uh, Jamar Chase in your fantasy, you may want to make sure that he's, uh, he's one of your starters this week because he might be bowling up for, for a big game. Whenever I don't know, I get like I get trash talk, but why do you poke bears, man? Like those things that, especially DK Metcalf, who's not even—it's not like he can do anything about it either. He's talking trash for someone else. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the only thing he can do is his part on the offensive side, and hopefully that the defense will be able to try to contain Jamar Chase. But it's going to be a tough task. I just laugh because I'm like, if, what if what if Witherspoon doesn't do it? And then people are going to come out DK be like, hey, what'd you say? Well, don't ask me. He didn't play well enough. He let's. I, that's an interesting thing whenever if we have a DB going out against a wide receiver back and forth, but when it's another wide receiver talking trash for his own DB that he's not even going to go up against, it's like, man, he's setting himself up for something he didn't even say. But maybe that's uh, all part of it and some fun. But, uh, again, Trash Talk Thursday feels like it's pretty fitting for what we've been discussing today. But there's a few things also with Razorback football talking, uh, talking uh, taking on A&M, A&M, Alabama. I can speak right. And Sam Pittman had his SEC teleconference as well as Nick Saban. So let's hear from them as part of your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Sam Pittman knows Dan Enos used to work for Nick Saban, and it was a little bit of an interesting exit by Dan Enos whenever he left the Alabama Crimson Tide. So here's what Pittman had to say about Enos going up against Nick Saban. Well, I don't think um, there would necessarily be an advantage because of the length of time, as you stated. But also, you know, we've been playing Alabama for a long time. You know, I've been in the league for a long time as well. And, and uh, you know, there, it's not schematics that, that necessarily um, that you're aware of with Alabama. It's the players that are doing it and how well they're coached. Uh, 
So uh, I don't know that there would be an advantage there. I'm sure Dan's excited to go back uh, over there and, uh, and, and see some of his old friends and, and compete against them. Also, Sam Pittman was asked about the strategy on fourth downs, which Arkansas has actually converted some, but we know the back-and-forth dealings of fourth and short and how they handle it. Here's what he had to say about his strategies. Well, you know, we've, I think we've gone for it on fourth down nine times now, and, and we've made it six. The, the three that we haven't is all been fourth and ones. And uh, so, obviously, I'd like to have every one of them back. Uh, uh, but... Uh, so that has that has changed some of it, depending on where you're at on the field and all that kind of stuff. Uh, chasing the points, uh, you know, it, I think each situation is different. In other words, um, at that point, um, we had momentum, we had all those things. We get the two point, uh, could have really, really uh, got us within three. Those things. If we miss it, is there a possibility of losing some of that momentum? A- absolutely. And to be honest with you, I can remember vividly we talked about it. Um, I saw where Brian Kelly, they did not chase the points early until the fourth quarter. And that's kind of the philosophy that you wait to chase that uh, until you get in the fourth quarter. Uh, we were uh, late in that third quarter, if I recall right. And we might have yes, we might have went too fast at that point, um, and it may have cost us some momentum. I don't know, but at the time we thought the risk uh, versus the reward. We just felt like if we could make it, we'd get within three, and the place was rocking at that time, and maybe get even more momentum. Thank also, you, Coach. Also, Nick Saban was asked about uh, the Enos angle and see if it was as frosty as what it was reported back when he left. Yeah, he's doing great. I, you know, I think he's a really good coach. He did a great job for us when he was here. Um, you know, I can't remember those days back when he was a scout team quarterback. But <laughs> if he says I got on him, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but anyway, he's a really good coach and doing a really good job with their team. I think he's changed quite a bit from when he was a coordinator before he was on our staff. Um, and I think being with Mike Loxley, who was the coordinator here when Dan was here, and then having coach for, you know, Mike, um, I think he has changed, you know, quite a bit. Um, but in a very good way. Uh, I think they, they play well and they take advantage of the players that they have and uh, present a lot of issues and problems for you defensively. Don't get too excited, Coach Saban. And also, he had this to say about Arkansas's running game and the struggles they've had. You know, they've been able to run the ball effectively. They have not. Um, you know, I don't see them. They're a team that's committed to, you know, running the ball. Uh, they run it. They've got good play-action passes. they got RPOs that go with it um, that, you know, they've made plays with. Um, so the quarterback run game is really challenging. So, um you know, they're doing a lot of good things on offense. I can't comment on, you know, I still think that they're a good running football team. So, um, never really looked at the statistics from last year to this year or any individual. But I do think that they're very capable of running the ball effectively based on their scheme and how they tie it together with play-action passes and RPOs. Now, I hope you actually see it at some point in time, Coach Saban, because everybody else has been waiting here in Arkansas to see this effective running game that you speak of from Arkansas. But that's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We will take our final break. When we come back, get to three and out, close up shop, get you ready for drive time sports. It's all next here on Out of Bounds. Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar, all ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Edwards Signature Meatloaf for only $7.49 per pound, with twice baked potatoes for just $4.99 per pound. 
Hi, I'm Hunter Bell from Bell Chevrolet. Football season in Arkansas is one of my favorite times of the year. And I think we can all agree that game days are better with tailgating. Fourth quarters are better with game-winning field goals. And the best played games are better with teamwork. And just like on the field, Bell Chevrolet is better because of our people and their dedication to our customers. Shop Bell Chevrolet and bellchevrolet.com today. Find new roads. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Double B's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Double B's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Roger Scott. I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Listen to The Zone every Tuesday for Quint Kong. Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, Farm Brothers Flying Service has been providing crop dusting services to the farmers in southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-263-1300. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Here, granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. Yep, I'm looking at the pages right now. Thomas's translation company just lost its only two Spanish speakers. Without the right replacements, he'll be in problemas. Yeah, we'll yeah. have those ready. I'm worried about. And it's going to be a late one. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The pandemic is over. But COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, this was something I thought was pretty fascinating where you have the uh, Kelsey boys on their podcast and always have some uh, interesting things to say. Don't worry, it's not about Taylor Swift. But Jason Kelsey, he predicted that defenses are going to start faking injuries dealing with the tush push, if you want to call it that. Here's what he had to say. Here to stay for 2023. I know that two Giants did get hurt last week. I will say, I've been watching quarterback sneaks for a while. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, like injuring his kneecap, there really haven't been that many injuries on this play. Yeah. But if there's a way that this play is going to be outlawed, this is how it's going to be. This is it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and 100%. what I'm worried about is if I'm a defensive 
coach, any of these that I can like have a guy like go up limp on because I'm planning ahead for next year to try and stop offenses. I'm telling you, I swear, I guarantee guys are going to start faking injuries. It's going to start off minor injuries at first, but they're already thinking about how can we get this outlawed for next season? Because that's all they're doing. They're just complaining. And now guys are going to start faking injuries, just like they fake injuries in situations to stop you from going bolt. And it's nonsense. It's not a, it's not a play that has been historically a higher injury uh, chance of prevalence. Well, we, we don't want to get you riled up. <laughs> so they're giving some thoughts on it. And, you know, I think what Jason Kelsey has to say, I think there's some merit. It could get to that point. But that's what he's concerned about as far as uh, getting it outlawed is just having people start faking injuries, which will get it expedited to being an outlawed play. So we know that people complain about 11 a.m. kickoffs on Saturday. Coach Prime is not a fan of later kickoffs, the 8 p.m. kickoffs. So Colorado is going to host Stanford on Friday, and it's an 8 p.m. kickoff. They've already played at 8 p.m. this year against Colorado State, but he says, who makes these 8 o'clock games? Dumbest thing ever. Stupidest thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up until 8 o'clock for a darn game? What about the East Coast? Do they even care about ratings? Is anyone watching it? What what we're supposed to do, what are we supposed to do with kids until 8 o'clock? What are we supposed to do in the hotel? And then he went on to say, who's playing on Friday? Like, he's complaining about not only the kickoff time, but playing on Friday. He says, thank God we're going to be in a different conference this year. We won't be having to deal with this in this conference. And then when asked about Stanford, who's 1-4, he says, they have fighting them. They won't give up. I love what they're putting on the field. So, that goes into coaches talking up the opponent, and even if the opponent doesn't have a good record, they've been struggling on the field, they're still going to talk them up in a good way. Welcome to College Football Coach Prime. The times that nobody really wants and nobody wants to be part of, but the television markets and the television uh, broadcasting companies dictate it all. So I feel you, Coach Prime. Uh, also, in some pretty cool news, Reebok, which you know, Reebok actually used to be the official apparel company for the University of Arkansas way back when, and also the NFL for many years. But today, Reebok has officially announced and reported that longtime brand partner and legendary Hall of Famer Shaq has been named the president of Reebok Basketball. And also in conjunction with Shaq's appointment, the president of Reebok Basketball, and to further drive relevance and authenticity in this space, Reebok has also appointed longtime brand partner and basketball legend Allen Iverson as vice president of Reebok Basketball. So if you're talking about getting the brand going and trying to attract uh, more people and doing with the basketball side of things, having Shaq and AI as your president and vice president seems like a pretty good idea and I think will be a a great benefit to them and their brand moving forward on the basketball side of things. NFL is appealing a ruling uh, denying a request that they had in the John Gruden lawsuit where they wanted the case moved into a closed-door arbitration. So that was denied, and now they are appealing that because they still would like for it to be closed-door arbitration. And it's been set for November 7th when they're going to hear the appeal to see if uh, they will move forward with this. So Wink Martindale has decided to put together a comparison to Josh Allen because he's a huge fan of Josh Allen and uh, his athleticism is impeccable. But what he liked to compare him to is by morphing him into a few different players or at least a few different athletes where he says he has Dan Marino's arm, Derek Henry's legs, and Steph Curry's mindset in the way that he thinks he can shoot from anywhere on the court. So that is high praise. Josh Allen's a great athlete, but when you're throwing those guys into the mix, it uh, still adds another thing to it. But, hey, everyone's got their opinion, but... Man, Steph Curry's mindset? Okay. Uh, I like the uh, the aggressiveness, but hey, Wink, which is an awesome name, by the way. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to have a lot of disagreements with you on that. Denise Richards is catching some backlash from a comment that she made on OnlyFans where she teased the fact of doing a collab with her daughter, Sammy. She says, should, me, should my mini-me and me at Sammy Sheen do another collab? So they've already <laughs> collabed on something. So she teased the fact that they could be doing another. Denise Richards is 52. Sammy is 19. And some of the comments that came in on this, this is blank and weird beyond words and one of the sickest blanks I've seen on this app. 
What does she even mean? Another says, many me has undertones that I can't support in this context. Do better, Denise. There's another. I can't really come up with anything better to say that than this is so gross and inappropriate. And then one comment said, Charlie Sheen, sane parent. <laughs> that one might be the most damning one of them all right there at the very end. Uh, so we know that the Powerball was a huge deal over the past, well, it always is, but especially when it gets to that high amount. And it looked as though a player from California was the winner of the $1.73 billion jackpot. Now, this is where the conspiracies start coming in, because, listen, it's, it's random, right? You never know who's going to win it, right? Well, if you take in consideration the top five biggest Powerball winnings, biggest earnings, big, whatever you want to say, the biggest ones, the top five, all of them have come into the state of California. You've had the $2.04 billion one in California, $1.73 billion, California, $1.5 billion, $1.08, all in California. And if you want to put it together and look at the, the numbers, Californians spent a total of $8.8 billion on the lottery. It's the third highest total in the country. And about 8% of the total, $108 billion spent on lotteries worldwide. So if we can assume that those numbers are roughly proportional for just the Powerball, the odds of someone from California winning all four of the largest jackpots in the history would be about 0.0004% or 1 in 25,000. So maybe a conspiracy, maybe it's just a coincidence, but looking at the odds, which is what you do when it comes to Powerball, it is interesting that all of them have come from California. Madonna met Al Pacino sometime in the late 70s, and she was just a young kid at the time. And uh, so there's a a biography coming out about Madonna called A Rebel Life. And something that came out in this biography was that on the ride home, after they dropped off Madonna, Al Pacino talking to a friend, he says, that friend of your daughter stuck her tongue in my ear when when they were driving home. Said she leaned over and stuck her tongue in my ear. And they said earlier in the evening out to dinner that Madonna actually was calling attention to her mouth where she was chewing gum slowly in front of Al Pacino. Now, they did go on to work on Dick Tracy in 1990, and at the time, Madonna called Al Pacino a gross pig. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot that they played in that movie together. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yeah, that's... It's quite the story, but also not surprising, especially dealing with those people. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For, John, for Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, you better stay tuned, though, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and visit with Kelly or Morgan and open a free Casasa checking account today. Experience the difference with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union now serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. 